This is the Olive Magazine podcast, a weekly roundup of food and drink chat brought to you by the team behind Olive Magazine, and this is episode 119. I'm Janine Olive's food director and podcast host. This week we have a special extended chat to food and travel writer John Gregory Smith. John has written us some brilliant brunch recipes for the current issue, inspired by his travels in Australia earlier this year. We talk about how huge the brunch trend is over there and what they do differently. We also discuss John's perfect brunch cocktail, Clue, It's Not a Bloody Mary, and do a live cook-along of the September cover recipe. So let's have a listen. Okay, so I'm here today with food and travel writer, cookbook author, and September cover star, John Gregory Smith. <laughs> Move over, Rihanna. All about this. <laughs> um, because if you've seen our September issue, you would have seen the most fantastic oozy cheese sandwich toasty on the front and John created that as part of a brunch feature that he did for us um and it's all inspired by Australia yes but you're not Australian I'm not Australian, no. <laughs> as you can tell by the accent yeah <laughs> it gives it away but they I mean they kind of invent did they invent brunch do you think I let's go with yes yeah um I think what they definitely have locked down over there is the kind of healthy without meaning to be brunch yeah. vibe um, with a twist of indulgence, if that yeah. makes sense. So yeah. everything is lovely, fresh and healthy and vibrant and big, like big flavours. Yeah. And then, you know, naughty little things to end it with at the yeah. end. But they are really good on brunch. Yeah. And then they're not scared about kind of indulging in a bit, like, you know, like cheesiness or no. creaminess or no. as well. Yeah. No, not at all. They get that balance really, really well. Mm-hmm. And quite often, you know, the cafes that you go to, if you have like an amazing eggy thing with coffee, they'll be fully committed to you getting, get a dessert as well. Really? Well, so the yeah. brunch dessert is a thing? Yeah. Oh, okay. I love that <laughs> Because I don't usually do puddings. I like, you know, um, but yeah. I it's kind so. of nice, you know, like to finish. If it's, like, feels so it feels hungover. more like a meal rather than exactly. just like going out for an extended breakfast exactly. or whatever. Yeah. Yeah. So what sort of place did you go to when you were out there? So I spent two weeks um, there just before Christmas, actually. So I was promoting my last book, Orange Blossom and Honey. Yeah. And still I, available. Still available to buy. <laughs> and um, so I did about a week in Sydney. Yeah. And it was wicked. So the work that I was doing was, you know, like a bit of radio, a bit of TV, really easy in the daytime. Yeah. So I had a lot of free time to go and eat. Okay. <laughs> so I did a lot of walking around and a lot of eating. And the guy I was staying with loves to eat and would just leave me a list of places. He would oh, go so to work recommendations. And That's just be like, great, go yeah. here, go here. Yeah. <laughs> it was so nice. And then I went over to Melbourne for a few days, which is very, um, it's not sort of flashy and shiny as Sydney. Right. It's a bit more grown up almost and they've got a really good food scene there they're really into coffee coffee shops craft beers yeah really into flavors and really good ingredients and that was really cool and then a couple of days up in the mountains yeah food was terrible actually in the mountains but it was really fun (laughs) yeah it was really bad i think like we were there like hiking and doing canyoning which is where you like kind of run down canyons and abseil and jump and do things so it's really fun yeah <laughs> working off that brunch though. yeah exactly and i think when you're there we were just with sort of mountain people who were just into like you know have a bit of bread and cheese and just go yeah. for it <laughs> and what um so what what's the kind of vibe like there is it it do they do like do they do brunch all the time is it like a sunday because here i think 
we've we've tried to grasp it and we've got a lot better in the last couple of years and in some ways like brunch has become a bit of a misnomer and that people will say oh we've got a brunch menu but it's just really their men their kind of lunch menu with a a bit of couple of egg dishes stuck on there but do they do is it like do Aussies brunch during the week or do they kind of Um, is it more weekendy I mean they'll have brunch menus in the week but I guess it's the same as us in terms like everyone's at work so it'll mainly be a weekend thing but they'll very much have a brunch menu or like all day brunch on the weekend yeah I didn't go to any of the places that do the bottomless brunch no that's more like about getting shit faced yeah. than, than the food i mean it is great fun but not really like that no. but yeah they very much like weekend is brunch menu and so you get all the kind of like really healthy people who will have been up and like running and surfing and exercising in kind of early okay. and then the hungover people roll in yeah a bit later and everyone's kind of enjoying the same yeah. thing and it's a real scene out there yeah that's cool let's talk about some of the recipes though and like the yes. kind of inspiration behind them so um one thing we've got which was beautiful was that um, beetroot barani gorgeous isn't yeah? it yeah so talk us through what's what's in it what is a barani so barani is basically just whipped beetroot and yogurt and yeah. it's an iranian I'm, I'm pretty certain its heritage is iranian okay um so you roast the beetroots or you can use you know the vacuum packed ones it's fine yeah, and just whiz it up with some yogurt yeah so it gives it a bit of tang and you get that mad vibrant pink color and then because of the flavours, the beetroot's a little bit sweet, yogurt's yeah. a little bit tangy, it can take spices. Um, so this one we've added... Um, it's it's duka, a duka, isn't, it? isn't yeah. it? And then it's got lovely um, halloumi, which gives it yeah, more sort of saltiness, egg. But the barani is this beautiful, mad colour, and it yeah. works so well with egg. Yeah. The yolk and the barani work. They're like really good friends. And we've got... Um giant couscous as well which is my current obsession yes actually that was your like <laughs> nod to it wasn't it you're like can we can we try that and i think it, again it's beautiful and works so nicely to just have grains it's got that in there great well. like mouthfeel because it's kind of like I normal couscous can be a bit it. wadgy but but um giant couscous is slightly slippery i just but, like love just it. soaks up all the flavors as well so i've got a, i've got some um there's a lebanese couscous called yeah. mugrabiya yeah. And it's sort of like the mad fool, but it's a little oh, bit yeah. bigger and perfectly round. And they do a dish also named Mugrabiya, which is like a sort of chicken and pasta soupy oh my thing. Oh, God. And it like soaks I've got, it soaks I think it I up. even put on Instagram yeah. something about it and tagged you in it, like, because I know that you love that. Love it. <laughs> and I think, um, I was telling the photographer, because um, he thought it was a grain. I was like, it's actually like a mini pasta. Yeah. And they sort of hand roll it. It's hand rolled. It. Hand, yeah, yeah. It's crazy because you see it and it's tiny and you just think, who? But I think it's, you know, oh, no, skilled like, skilled people. Life just is too short. short to hand <laughs> I mean, you know, you do get the lovely, I think, you know, it's the, the like the nonna thing mm. in um, Italy that Jamie's sort of on at the moment. You will get the old ladies who will yeah. do it. And they use a sort of sieve and they push it yeah, through. Yeah, push it through and then, but yeah. It's... I think when you can buy it dry and cook it yeah. in eight minutes, yeah. who cares? <laughs> well, I'm um, not going to, yeah, I'm not going to attempt that no. from scratch. And what was nice about this one is... Um, so I went to a restaurant called Concrete Jungle Cafe. Right. And it was in this very cool bit of uh, Sydney called Chippendale, which is a really, really fun okay. area. It's wicked. And the guy who ran it was Aussie Lebanese. Right. Really interesting, really exciting man, really cool. And he had totally embraced Instagram as a thing. Wow. So he was really, really fastidious about the look of his dishes. And quite often people like Black Tack Cafe in New York will go yeah. insane for Instagrammable dishes. 
But if you go and eat it, it tastes it's not great. Absolutely yeah. nothing. It's that phrase, isn't it? Just for is it just for the gram just or is it gram. worth it? Yeah, exactly. Whereas the difference with this guy, and I think one of the reasons why I, I actually went back there three times was he was a, he was a trained chef and he was yeah. mega into flavors. And it's not that weird for a chef to be into presentation anyway, no. because the old expression you eat with your eyes. Yeah, and you do, and it looks beautiful. Exactly. And like... But he was just really into the textures and the colours and the layers of flavour and and ingredients, everything, but also with the bowls that he would use, yeah. the tables that he had. And it just, it was quite, I found it quite inspiring, like, to be, I don't know, I, I thought it was very cool. And also you walk in and you have that, you have that whole experience and there's something quite comforting about thinking, um, like everything's taken care of. Like someone, yeah. someone's cared about every bit of my yeah. experience here, whether and it's really good coffee or exactly. the crockery is just something that you look at and go, oh God, it's beautiful. Yeah. Or, you know, the silverware is beautiful. Or... And I don't think that's, you know, I don't think it's lame as well to be to be like, oh, I was very Instagram, th you know, thinking about it because it's free PR. And actually before even Instagram, chefs when they open new restaurants yeah. would, would be really into like the cutlery and the tableware and stuff it was just for yeah. different it was just more just to see but it was really he was very I don't know it was really interesting to go somewhere where he'd nailed both elements yeah uh, and that dish was uh, sort of inspired by one of his dishes on the menus and then something <clears throat> completely different and a little more um a little more Manish, maybe I don't know. Is the um, the brekkie bun? Oh, the buns. Okay, yeah. yeah. So you were saying that this is something that you so Aussie. Yeah. Grab and go. So a brekkie bun would <laughs> yeah. be on the menu. That was my Aussie accent, by the way. Yeah, right. It was In good. <laughs> every single coffee shop or restaurant that was serving brunch, mm. and these would be a real kind of like midweek on the way to work. Probably had too many drinks the night before. You yeah. get a brekkie bun and a coffee. And, and we're off not you talking go. about sweet buns, are we? No. So a brekkie <laughs> bun is obviously like a posh McMuffin. Yeah. Is that a, yeah, egg McMuffin. Yeah. So it would be like some sort of meat. They would have amazing sauces and yeah. condiments in there, always eggy. And then the fried kale was yeah. on every menu. Really? So and kale still, I mean, we, you know, kale endures even to this day. And we, <laughs> I mean, we've talked about <laughs> kale before. Yeah. I like, you put it in there. It's your so recipe. I, it's great though. The texture I, is incredible. So when you, th this is essentially dousing it in oil and salt and, and roasting it. Roasting so it. Goes it's a good, so like, I mean, crisp kale like? is, you could eat a tray it's of crisp kale, couldn't you? I think, because I buy most of my ingredients in the supermarket, yeah. we've definitely spoke about this before. Yeah. <laughs> they don't take the stalks out. No. So you kind of like, you're wanting to eat this lovely tinny thing and you just get a huge yeah. clunk of a stalk in your mouth. Yeah, I'm a, I'm a avid stalk. Got to get rid of it. You've got to. Got to get rid of it. It's not edible. I don't it's care gross, what anybody isn't it? says. Yeah. It's so gross. But no, like this, like <laughs> this is very, very nice. And what it gives you as well is um, a lovely crunchy texture, texture. in that bun which is so lovely. So there's usually like a meat element. So in this case, we've got bacon. Yeah. And then you've got a fried, a nice crispy fried egg. But you've also added um, lots of things, the crispy kale and yeah. sriracha mayo. A sriracha mayo. Yeah. And um, mozzarella just for... Well, the cheese works again. Gives a sort of slightly salty blandness. It's that comfort thing, isn't yeah. it? It's like it's not even there. As it's more like a background, <laughs> but it envelopes everything up and just makes it even more. And who indulgent. doesn't like cheese? I think this yeah. this is this is very much if you are in trouble yeah. after a big Friday <laughs> night and you just need a bit of loving. 
this is going to yeah. sort you right out. Yeah. And, you know, I may or may not recommend a ginormous okay. Bloody Mary with it as well. Let's talk about those big Friday nights <laughs> and those Saturday mornings. So what's your... I don't know. I don't know about I've, them. I've just actually, I've just made John a cocktail. Um, Which is so delicious. Yeah. So basically, my we were talking in the office about what our hangover cocktail of choice would be. And, and I kept going through like, oh, you know, I kind of like a Bloody Mary... That's fine, but it also feels like a bit of a meal in itself. Yeah. So I came back to this cocktail that I had years ago in Hawksmoor called um, Shaky Pete's Ginger Brew. And it's also called a discerning drinker's Turbo Shandy. That's basically <laughs> that's what wicked. Yeah, well, that, I didn't come up with that. They came up with that. <laughs> the discerning um, drinker's Turbo And what shandy. it is, is you, um, you get <laughs> how to make it. You get um, 50 mils of lemon juice. 35 mils of gin. I brought all the ingredients except I didn't bring the gin. And I said to you, I said to John, like, I'm not being tight. I just don't want to bring a massive uh, bottle <laughs> She's of gin. being tight. She I also being smashed tight, everything in my flat as well. <laughs> uh, yeah, before we started drinking. Um, and <laughs> before we'd had a drink, I managed to smash a glass. So it's 50 mils of lemon juice, 35 mils of gin, 50 mils of ginger syrup, which I made myself yes. this afternoon. I can lovely flavour. I committed to it. And the way you make the ginger syrup is you just literally boil up sugar, water and fresh ginger, mm. leave it to cool and then strain it. Gorgeous. So you blend all that in a power blender with some ice cubes. So it's like a slushy, and then you top it up with London Pride beer. So it is like a... Turbo Shandy, but it's beautiful and it's so refreshing. Yeah. And the ginger, I think, is really good for your stomach if you've got slightly dodged. And then, the, <laughs> and then the ginger beer element is kind of like an entry level back into the fact that it's got gin in it, which is going to like sort you out eventually. <laughs> but it disguises. You said it's it's stealthy, isn't it? You're well, built it's, in. It's dangerous and worrying because you could just <laughs> gulp back pints of it. <laughs> it's delicious. Yeah, but it is good. Um, so that's my favourite. So it. Is your go-to a Bloody Mary then? Well, do you know what it actually isn't? Um, no. I find tomato juice is repulsive. It... <laughs> <laughs> it's so controversial. Yuck. It's oh. very. It can be really thick. I oh, think. I just literally. Like, no, it's just like... so rank, and the thought of it in those horrid bottles. Um, I okay. Now I'm just going to sound so white middle class. I just really like champagne. I just think if you're just feeling oh a bit God. rough. Yeah. And you have a delicious cold glass of fizzy really? champagne. I can do that. Oh, it just takes the edge off everything. And it kind of envelops your head in like a warm glow again. <laughs> I love this. Just go straight in for it. Just don't disguise it's delicious, it. Delicious, yeah. Don't disguise it. Just get the really good stuff. You're like, it wouldn't be the... It would, what, what's your brand of choice for champagne? Do you know what? I'm not very fussy. Really? And I'm, I'm very happy with, like, Carver and Prosecco as well. It doesn't matter. It's just the little bubbles, yeah. the fizz. I mean, I if... So, on the weekend, a friend gave me uh, a glass of Runehart, Reinhardt, Runehart, yeah. however you say it, and... It is exquisite. It's, yeah. it's got an amazing flavour and the bubbles aren't super fizzy yeah, in your so face. Yeah, so it doesn't kind of... But frankly... That much? Uh, you know. Is it like 80 quid a bottle or something? It's really expensive. If you're really hungover, I, why pay that? Yeah. Because <laughs> <Just, laughs> like, your taste buds are shot to shit Just get anyway. down to Sainsbury's and get the carver exactly. in. Exactly. <laughs> Two for one. Yeah. So the other thing we were talking about was the kind of perfect combination of things for brunch. And for me, like, it has to have an egg. Like it has to have an egg on it somewhere or it's in it somewhere. Yeah. And also it has to have a bit of spice. Yes. Or chilli. Yes. Preferably chilli. So like yes. if it's got an egg and chilli sauce, then I'm in. Basically. Yeah, no, me too. I'm, I'm on board with that as well. Yeah. I think brunch, like for example, some of the dishes here, Yeah. well, they're all 
utterly amazing. But like if I was going to eat, say, we're looking at the gorgeous smoothie bowl now, that for me would be like a, uh, that's my starter. And I yeah. want, egg, I need eggs afterwards. Yeah. My, one of my favourite, favourite, favourite brunch dishes ever is shakshuka. Yeah. Because it's just that, isn't it? Spicy, tomato-y, mm. eggy glory. And it's so forgiving because you can literally make it for 10 people into oh. massive frying pans. Yeah. And not screw it up. No. And and everyone's happy because they think you've spent hours making yeah. this dish and it's it's actually the easiest and do you thing do, to do. And do you meat or meat-free? I'll do either. Yeah, I'm happy. Bit a bit, little bit of chorizo and, oh, and do yeah, during yeah. that. And do you? Don't Something like that. I, I like that kind of... I like meat... Um, in shakshuka, if it's if it's sort of like a hint of, so that just ah, okay. little little bits of it rather than big lumps of. Oh, I quite like big lumps. Do you? <laughs> yeah. Well, I got shown um, this amazing guy in Tel Aviv, who is a Libyan man called yeah. Doctor Shakshuka, who had a funny restaurant that I, I think, think is we quite talked cheesy. About him on yeah. the last podcast, didn't we? Probably and he went to his restaurant and he. Yeah, I mean, all roads point back to him. Yes. Yeah. Oh my god, let's talk about him. Yeah. Again. But no. So anyway, he showed me how to make it, but it was with lamb kofta. And they were quite shameless. Oh, yeah, I can do a meatball because they, yeah. because that breaks down. It's just if it's like, you know, meat that you're chewing. No, no, Whereas no. like meatballs, sausage things, they all kind of just break yeah. down into the sauce. Or, or, you know, when you eat it, it kind of breaks down. You know, I don't want to fight my breakfast, that's the thing. <laughs> I to, so I'm a big fan of like not not having super posh sausages in a, a sausage sandwich because yeah. you don't want it. I don't want to be like 90% some kind of, you know... Because it just gets too chewy and too All kind like of whipped wolf sausages. Yeah, for you. exactly. <laughs> no, I'm not going. You know, I'll, I'll go for the nice middle middle of the road middle ones. Middle of the road, decent quality, free range, but like your bog standard pork sausage. Oh yeah, yeah. Not no, I, no, I, I'm with you. Yeah. And I also really like something sweet at yeah. brunch. I think it's just really lovely to have a long, lazy brunch where you yeah. get eggs and. I love like having yummy bits of bread and a pastries few things and things to go in and yeah. then get rid of that and have something yummy and sweet with some coffee. We do that. It's quite funny when you go to a hotel and um and you see how people approach the breakfast. You know, so if you've got like you can have a fry up, but then you've also got the buffet and, and you've also got like meats and cheeses and mm. stuff. And it's quite funny to see some people do like a four courser. Yeah. Where they'll go so and nice. get like I don't know though. No. I just I just get I just order a fry up and get a coffee and I'm done. That's it. I don't want I want to just indulge I want to concentrate on the one amazing thing that I don't often make for myself yeah. and someone else has bothered to make for me. Yeah. So I'm not gonna go <clears throat> I think what what I find fascinating is when people go off and get like a bowl of cereal and then they have a bowl of fruit and then they get the fryer pin. And yeah. I'm just thinking that bit you did at the start there, that wasn't worth yeah, like, it. Yeah, like cereal that yeah, you would cereal. have on a Monday morning. Yeah, exactly. Why would you want that on the weekend? <laughs> it's like the courses. Yeah, yeah, know? awful. Um, anyway, what we're going to do now is we're going to make, we're going to have a cook-along with um, Cook the Cover. So dun, 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 cook dun, the cover. The greens and gruyere toasty. Yeah. So, yeah, let's move over to the stove and get let's that toasty it. on. Let's get our toasty on. I like that. Okay, so we've we've moved over the other side of the <laughs> luxurious room, <laughs> luxurious apartment to the um to the to where the magic happens. Okay, so um, talk us through the stock because this is you're making the filling now, aren't you? Yes. So we are cooking the cover and um, I'm just sweating off some spring onions, which we've pre-chopped like we're in Blue Peter, yeah. and some garlic in some butter. And you just want them to soften down 
but still keep that lovely sort of refreshing bite. And then we're going to add some green. So we've got some finely chopped Swiss chard. Then we're going to add double cream, some mustard to cut through, and then a, like quite a whole bunch, as the Americans would call, of Gruyere cheese. Yeah. So essentially we're making a very lovely, rich cheese sauce to go in the sandwiches. But it's like cheese sauce without the, um, the fuss, isn't it? Because normally you would have to make a bechamel, exactly. which I don't mind doing, but it's a faff. Yes. So this is, um, you know, actually, do you know what this, uh, when I think back to it, it's sort of a bit of a riff on like an old fashioned croque monsieur where yeah. they would make yeah, a bechamel, yeah, yeah, yeah. wouldn't they? So this is sort of a lazy version with the Aussie uh, inspired vibe of having all the green goodness in it. Um, see, see, I'm a huge fan of spring onions because I think like, and I, I think when there's only, if I'm cooking for me or if I'm just cooking for me and Matt, like it's, they're so easy. They don't go off. You don't have to like, um, you know, cut half an onion or whatever. It's just, and you get the sweetness and you get that lovely kind of green bits in as well. This is such a... I can't believe I'm going to say it. I'm just going to say it. They pep things up. They give that lovely... So much pep. <laughs> they just give that lovely... John's doing jazz hands at the minute. But you know things like... You, you know, if you just whack it in, like, mayonnaise, yeah. mayonnaise and chicken with spring yeah. onions is so good, or potatoes with butter and things like that. It just gives that lovely little hint... But yeah, so we've got we've got shredded cavallonero today, or you could use I guess, spinach. spinach. You could use uh, kale if you took the stalks off. You could use <laughs> spring greens. I think you could use any because what you want is a bit of uh, some like a robust green in there to give it some bite because otherwise that flavour will just get lost yeah. with all the cheese. And what we talked about earlier, which was the um, the Aussie thing of, of having like super indulgence, but like having that little kick of kind of health as well. Yeah, yeah. So when you cut into it, you get oozy cheesiness, but you also get, you know, you get your greens basically. Greens. Yeah. So I think they, these are probably sweated down enough because we want it to have a bit of texture. Yeah. So let's go. Bit of bite to it. Cream. So 100 ml cream. Got there. I've got just really good old fashioned English mustard. I quite like a lot actually. I love English mustard. Yeah. And I think when you're um, dealing with cheese, it's good friends. It kind of brings the cheesiness out, doesn't it? 100%. And then we've got this rather amazing, proud pile of very finely grated cheese. It just feels like air. It's so yeah. wonderful. We're just saying if you use a microplane to grate cheese, you just get this, this like, Enjoy. it's like a cloud of cheese. Cheese blanket, <laughs> hashtag cheese blanket. So good. I'm just going to watch the heat on this, actually. I just don't want it to... So we were just talking about the evolution of the cheese toasty because I said, oh, did you used to have a Breville? And John said, what's a Breville? <laughs> but, but I mean, it, yeah, but I said, you know, one of those cheese sandwich maker, like cheese toasty makers that you make. Yeah. Uh, yeah, no, we definitely had one because we used to have cheese and ham toasties and I slightly shudder at the thought of this now, but I used to love them with ketchup. And now, if like cheese and ketchup, I think it's really gross. <laughs> Such a weird combo. <laughs> I just think, you know, toasted sandwich. I mean, come on. No one's going to send you to prison for it, are they? I mean... And also, you do whatever you want, I think. You cook, you cook however you enjoy cooking. This probably grosses you out, then, but we used to have, like, cheese and beans toasties. I know John's making a face now, but he's about I to be... I sound like I'm such a fussy eater, because I don't like tomatoes and I don't like baked beans. <laughs> but I, I, I eat a lot of things, actually. I think the, those are two of the things that I really don't... Tomatoes, I've always been really weird about. And I've tried so hard to like them. Cooked down, fine, but raw or in a sauce, like a, in a bottle like that, weird. 
Laura, our editor, has got proper bean phobia, like a proper bean phobia, so we can't even talk about them. Um, but when, but the, the good, th right? The cool thing about baked beans in a Breville is, so you make, you you load up the sandwich with cheese and beans. You've got to be quite careful, not too much bean juice in there. When the sandwich is ready and you cut into it, it's molten. You could you could literally take someone out with it because the bean juice becomes like ridiculous. But the cheese. <laughs> It's a, it's a technical term. Um, but yeah, so the whole sandwich becomes this like oozy, cheesy, beanie, which for people who are fans, you know, it's great. People who aren't, probably not. Another thing that I used to uh, love in our toasted cheese sandwich maker, which I haven't had for ages, was making a toasty with the American cheese, oh, yeah. which is a bit wrong, but actually it's really... Like the cheese, uh, like cheese slicey type cheese. cheese. It's not really, it's called something like they had to take the cheese, they had to take the word cheese off and call it something like cheese food or now, no, 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 now you're only allowed to call it slices. You can't actually use the word cheese because it's not. It's no. not cheese, actually nothing to do with cheese. So just a live commentary on what's going on now. We've added, we added the cheese, the cream to the greens and it became, um, I love this word, claggy. Use that word claggy, such a good word. Yeah. So it kind of it really is claggy. clags together. So it'll sit, and, and what John's done is heated a frying pan with some butter and put two slices of bread in and is now filling the bread with the, the claggy greens mixture. So when did you start frying your sandwiches? Because that's quite an American thing, isn't it? Um, it just is. So A, I don't have a sandwich, toasted cheese sandwich maker. And B, I think what you get is the most amazing crisp on it. So I've been doing it for quite a while, actually. I think if you're going to eat something like a cheese sandwich, eat a cheese sandwich and go for it. And this way it gives you that really crisp, crisp, like golden outer layer. You do have to go quite heavy on the butter. Look, so I've done it the wrong way around. So like that, <laughs> brilliant. <laughs> so professional. It'll still work, though. It'll still work. So you want the butter on... So we, what we did is we buttered the bread, on the outside. but you have that on the outside, so yeah. that's what crisps up and goes golden. Uh, that side might look a bit um, loved, golden. But, but you know, I've, have you heard of this thing? Um, I've seen it a lot of American recipes, where rather than use butter on the outside, they, use, they spread it with mayo. What? <laughs> <laughs> Looks really interesting. Wow. Yeah. That's living. That's quite crazy. Yeah, mm. but... You equally will get a crispy because you think like egg, egg's fine. <laughs> There's a lot of spoon licking going on at the minute. Um, it, it's kind of like you get the fat because it because mayo is just eggs and and oil, right? So and it wouldn't burn. No, well, it just goes lovely and golden and crust, crusty. So like try it. Those Americans. I'm gonna. We've made some... I, I'm going to take a picture of this in a minute. We've made two really gigantic sandwiches and I'm a bit, I'm a bit worried about us being able to flip, to flip them. Don't burn yourself. No, it's all right. Yeah, so let's talk about um, while the sandwiches are browning. Yeah. Um, so brunch in London, we touched on it yes. thing before. Where, where do you go? Where's your favourite places? So two favourite places are... There's a place on Haringey... Um, Green Lanes, which is in North London. Next to me. Next to you, called Gulukalolu. <laughs> it most likely isn't called that. I just can't pronounce it. It's a Turkish restaurant. It's green-fronted, and it uh, starts with a G, and then it's got an O with the two dots, which is pronounced as O. So it's like Gulukalolu. Anyway, 
they do the most amazing Turkish breakfast. So Turkish breakfast is amazing breads, delicious, lovely fried eggs with pulbiba, cheeses, meats, olives, honey, everything kind of all at once. You just so have it's to... like a spread of yeah. sweet and savoury and you're just dipping into one bit and having another bit. And... and you just have this sort of lovely, long, lazy lunch with wow. loads of coffees, fresh orange juices. And it's such good value. Like, I think it's like 11, 12 quid for a yeah. set lunch, um, brunch. Will you finish it? Yeah, oh God, yeah. But you can, you can stay there for ages. It's... I'm going I'm definitely going to check that out because that is literally around the corner from me and I don't really good. Cuz I know like Green Lanes is is a hotbed of brilliant like mangal places as yes, well, isn't it? Exactly. So look, we're just going to flip them over. Yeah. But I'm just going to add a tiny bit more butter so they don't burn. Why not? There we go. <laughs> I love this frying pan. Is, is it is this your trusty go-to? Yeah, it's so old this one that it's like it's got old burn marks. But it just I just know it. I know it really well, and I can control the heat in it really well. I get like that about equipment. Like, Matt will go, oh, do you not need to get a new pan? And I just get so attached to something. And even though it's a little bit worn, I literally will wait until it's not... Oh, my God. That's why yeah. I So we've just flipped the sandwich, and you've got an amazing, golden, crispy, buttery crunch on the outside. It looks fantastic. I don't really know how you would achieve that any other way, actually. I think the only way you would do it is, is on a hot plate yeah. in this way, but it just, I love the texture. And also, if you use sourdough, the bread holds its yeah. sort of form almost, so you do get that kind of... It's a really dense bread, because when you pull it, it's, like, super, you know, chewy as well. So I think it can really, like, structure-wise, it can really hold it. And then my other, like, one of the places that I've loved for years is, is the Daisy Green collection. So have you ever been? They've got... They've I got... think Alex, our um, web editor, is, is the one in Paddington? Yes. A Beanie Green, Beanie yeah. Green or Daisy Green. So it's the Daisy Green collection, and they've got a few different ones. They've got one in... Uh, a new one in the Novo building in Victoria. They've got this really kind of cool, hippy-dippy one in Paddington. But it's Aussie breakfast, so it is... Exactly like that. It's a little bit healthy, a little bit indulgent, lots of big flavours, lots of Middle Eastern like influences. Mm. Um, they also do wicked desserts. It, I just absolutely love it. I think I went to one a few years ago and was just like, fuck, this is so good to have in London. And I think the Aussies as well, like something we haven't talked about, it's all right, we can put an um, explicit tag on it. Um, <laughs> we can. Um, basically, I think... Aussies as well really brought that like wave of really really good coffee here as well. It's amazing, yeah. So I used to live in Old Street, and like Ozone opened up, and um, the coffee workshop as then was on Clerkenwell Road, and it was complete antithesis as like that slightly bitter Italian yeah. stuff. It was like really round, rich, chocolatey coffees, and with a really good crema. Long, you know, like they it was the long black as well, so you'd yeah. get the espresso with the hot water. It was just so nice, like delicious, really yummy coffees. That's that put me off French and Italian coffee forever. Do you think we've gone a bit like like OTT on coffee though, in terms of it's you know, it, it you can pay a lot of money for coffee, and also I think it, it can get a little bit prescriptive, as in you go. Some guy told me off because I wanted... Because my coffee was lukewarm. And apparently that's how it was meant to be. And I don't like lukewarm coffee. No, I, like, I like 
hot coffee. Yeah. Um, I don't know. I think, um, like anything artisanal, it can get a bit... Oh, no, I'm trying not to swear, but the only word to say is wanky. <laughs> I was thinking it... <laughs> you said it. Um, oh, kind of pretentious. Yeah. Well, yeah. <laughs> God, my parents don't listen to this, Mr. Um, and Mrs. Gregory Smith. But no, I think I think you know, like anything artisanal, like cheese or wines or something, it can get a little bit snobby. Snobby is probably yeah. a better word. Because um, there's a there's a great thing about taking something like coffee, which used to be, you know, you would get like a, a, that weird brand, Illy or Idli or whatever. Ugh, and it tastes like paint strippers. Disgusting. But then you quite like your um, uh, you make a coffee in a, a little coffee. Yeah. So I. I went my when I wrote my Turkish book I drank so much Turkish coffee and then found it really hard to kind of come back from it because it's got you boil it up in a special little thing don't you gonna show me oh and yeah thing is I've got my little sad pot in the cup I've seen this in your Instagram so many times it's so like... old and rank <laughs> <laughs> but I just I love it I love I love the process of it in the morning so you I, I actually do it the wrong way so the right way to do it is you boil the water first and then you okay. stir the coffee in and you keep stirring and you stirring, otherwise it sort of erupts over. But I'm too lazy, so I put the coffee in, then the water, and just boil it. And once it's boiled, I just drink it. Yeah. But I really like it's quite punchy, but it's not bitter. Yeah. And I just, I don't know, it really. What's works. it the equivalent to having like a double espresso or like a triple? I think probably a double espresso. I don't think it's particularly caffeine heavy. No. No more than anything else, but it's like. Do you have to strain it out? No. So you get the sort of sediment at the bottom that you just leave. You just leave so you it. leave it for like 30 seconds or a minute so it just settles down. Mm. But you get really good crema on top. Yes. And you just it's just really, oh, really rich and lovely. And you don't have milk or anything with it? No, black. black. No sugar. Are you black anyway? Or if you went to a coffee shop, you'd have a Americano? Yeah, I mean, like, if you went and got a... <laughs> you know, I know, all right, I know that you're obsessed with the colour black because John... <laughs> I don't know if anyone's seen Instagram, but John never wears anything apart from black. Or sometimes he's half naked, but you know, <laughs> mostly he's wearing, still wearing black nipple tassels. <laughs> mostly he's wearing black. So I mean, if you went into a coffee shop, would you order like an Americano? He can't speak because he's literally inhaling. I'm going to leave him to inhale that and finish the question. So, you know, would you go and have a double espresso of really good coffee, or would you have an Americano? Mm, I'd have a really good double espresso. If I was, if I was somewhere I didn't really know, yeah. and if I know it really well, I'd get Americano because it's just a bit smoother. Yeah. But like either way, I love co I love coffee. And you don't let milk get in the way. No. Oh, interesting. Do you know what? I don't like milk. <laughs> <laughs> Finding so much so out much about you. All the things, but like, I love coffee. No, milky coffee. I think it just kills the flavour of the coffee, mm. and I I don't I don't love the creaminess yeah. with it. I think it's quite a weird combo. Yeah. Like most people find it the other way. Like, find a double, like, an espresso just too strong. Yeah, too in your face. Yeah. yeah, so the milk kind of mellows it, whereas I find the milk almost distracts you. Way. Yeah, yeah, Here, come and try this. Let okay. Me, I'm going to hold this. I'm not going to eat on, on, because it's, like no, I'm going to, I'm going to leave it there, but because I'm, I'm going to launch into the sandwich, but, like, thanks so much for making that. Um, all of these recipes are in the September issue of Olive, um, get quickly tell us you're off to Lebanon tomorrow aren't you yeah so I'm go, well I'm going on Sunday so I'm going to go on Sunday brunch first of all and cook some lovely dessert and I'm flying straight to Lebanon for two weeks shoot my book Amazing. I know it's coming Amazing. out next year, May next 
Yeah. Can't, I can't wait. I can't wait for it. I can't wait for it. Yeah. Oh my god, it's beautiful. And that means this is the Lebanese couscous. Yeah. Um, the actual translation is because uh, it, it means it means from the ma from the Marab, Marab, Yeah. Which is that region. Amazing, Africa. and it's like perfect little, little tiny little orbs of little balls of couscous. <laughs> So gorgeous. But yeah, if you want to make that amazing beetroot brownie, the, the oozy cheesy, greeny toasty, um, or the peanut butter pancakes, oh my God, they were incredible. <laughs> September issue of Olive out right now. Go get it. Thank you. Thank you so much, John. Thank you for having me. So that was the Olive Magazine podcast. If you liked this episode, please head over to iTunes and leave a review. We'd love to hear from you. If you'd like to find out more information on things in this episode, you can visit our website, olivemagazine.com. You can pick up a copy of our September issue on the newsstand now or go and download the app version. Bye for now and we'll be back next week with more food and drink chat. <laughs>